0: Welcome back everyone to the I'm open podcast today we're going to be talking about punching is it ever okay to do that to your teammates Usain Bolt is he making the biggest mistake of his life and referees are they really just the same thing as umpires all of this and so much more coming up next on the I'm open podcast I'm Open Family. We are so blessed today to have a great, great friend of mine and a great friend of the pod here in the studio with us, Jesse Chimes. How are you doing today,
1: brother? I'm doing great. It is a true honor. To be on this podcast uh, you know you know
0: we've really been trying to get you on the pod for a long time but yeah. with all your travel stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and i know you you're, you're you got your you got your new startup in maui and there's all this different stuff that makes it really hard for us to get a hold of you but now that you're finally back here in the dmv we wrangled you down i actually have jesse tied down physically tied and strapped with those cords that you use to hold the bike on top of your car yeah
1: no it, it's comfortable it's <laughs> loose enough where i can get a little mobility in the arms and it's enough to it's i'm you know i'm able to breathe and um it's nice. The studio's nice. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's a, it's our treat. To, it's a, it's really our pleasure to have you here. We have so much to cover. Football season's back. Basketball oh, yeah. season's back. I'm very excited. But before we get into all that, we're actually going to start talking about neither of those sports. Okay, perfect. And I wanted to talk about the fastest
1: man the world has ever seen, Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Yeah, see, My, I, I love. I mean,
0: you know, you know. I'm it. on
1: top of sport. I mean, yeah. I identify as. Uh, you know, a, a, a traditional member of your audience where, you know, my knowledge of sports is pretty limited, mm-hmm. but I do know that the fastest man is Usain Bolt.
0: He is the fastest man
1: ever. A huge hero
0: of mine, a great just personal friend of mine. I'm so blessed, Usain. Can't wait to have you on the show. Uh, <laughs> legend. So I don't know if you heard, Jess, recently Usain Bolt has actually switched gears, switched lanes, hmm. and he decided to begin a career in professional soccer. Really? Yeah. So just recently, on his thirty-second birthday, he actually debuted with a team in Australia, and they're actually they're called the Central Coast Mariners. Okay. Um, Australia is not really known for their soccer, but now Usain Bolt obviously is drumming up a huge audience, and like a lot of people are going to these games to watch Usain Bolt. Play. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, would you want to watch Usain Bolt play soccer? How do you feel about this?
1: Absolutely. I think my. My view on this is that if someone has, like, an insane, raw, athletic talent, mm-hmm. I would watch them do any sport. Anything. Like, yeah. I, like I mean, people were talking about him playing football for a yeah. while, when he was, like, at the peak of his... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would watch that. He'd just, like, sprint past any uh, defender and just, like, sit in the end zone and catch a ball. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure that's how it would work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, he... His first game was, at, was on his 32nd birthday, like I said, and... Um so he's getting up there in years. Do you think yeah. he is pushing it a little bit? Do you think he's like trying to do you think this is just a ploy, I guess I'm wondering, to get mm. back in the mainstream or do you think he's just trying to make the most out of his talents while he's
1: still, you know, relatively young? I think he's just trying to make the most of it. You know, he's got so much talent. He's got to you know, he's got to figure out something to do with it. Yeah. And I'm sure he played soccer growing up and that was probably like his thing and yeah. now he's You know, he's, like, getting a little too old to just sprint super fast. Yeah. But he's still really, I mean, he's still, like, probably going to be the fastest soccer player of all time. Probably will. Even, you know, until he's... 60. 60. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, you're probably right about that. Um, I do have to go the other way, though, and I have just, for me, I just, I'm nervous about this. Okay. And I'll tell you why it makes me a little bit sad, Um, and I hope. I'm just nervous because I love Usain Bolt so much. He's such a hero of mine, like I said. And uh, I, when you are known, literally, the oldest sport ever has to be running. I guess fighting. (laughs) I guess running, fighting, and uh, lifting
2: big boulders. Those are the big big three. Those (laughs)
0: Those are the big three in terms of sports. Like, people were probably doing that before we had written language. Yeah. Or, you know, ovens or, you know, shoes. (laughs) Yeah, way before ovens. (laughs) Because, like, those, that's just human nature, right? Yeah. So, when you say somebody is, like, the best uh, golfer of all time, shout out Tiger, obviously that's dope, but in 100 years, and 200 years, there might be a new sport that comes along and we might just forget about golf. Yeah. Honestly, people are already kind of forgetting about golf. But, uh, for running... People are never going to be like, oh, running, what's that? Like, people are always going to know. So, for that reason, like, Usain Bolt to me is such a legend because it's like, you are literally, you could go back any era and you were the fastest person in the world. Like, it's fucking incredible, right? But if he comes into soccer, he's not going to be, like, the best, yeah, right? So, I feel like it's going to kind of sully my vision of Usain because now it's like, I don't want to see him losing to some random Australian dudes who aren't
1: even that good. Yeah, but what about all the other, like... Great athletes who did an, another sport, like, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Other athletes. I, mean, I feel Dion- like everyone has done yeah. other. Like, there are a lot of like great athletes Bam, who, have done, sure who have dabbled in other sports. Deion
0: Sanders, like, Bo Jackson. Yeah. Bo Jackson.
1: Uh, there's been many.
0: Yep. T- Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow. <laughs> Didn't he, he tried baseball? Yeah. Uh, you no, know, you're right. There have been many, and I just think like. None of them are as legendary as Usain. Obviously, Michael was as legendary and is as legendary as Usain. The thing with him, though, he secretly got suspended. That's what I think. Got suspended from basketball? From basketball. And I think that's why. I mean, he was really good at the time. It doesn't make sense that he would just want to take, like, a sabbatical. Wait, why did Um, he get suspended? Well, he loved to gamble, and he loved to party, so some people think that he maybe crossed the line in one of those regards. Okay. And instead of saying like Michael Jordan, you're gone forever, which would have been a bad business move, obviously for the NBA. Yeah. They were like, Hey, Michael Jordan, why don't you take a little year off just and come play back. baseball? Yeah, and yeah. So who? I mean, who knows about that? Who knows? I guess it's exciting for me because like Usain is still in the news, and I always love to see him doing stuff. He is a boss, but at the same time, it's just gonna make me sad. Like I don't want the last uh taste in our mouth the last like view in our mind of Usain Bolt being of him like sucking at something yeah. just because he's such a legend so i feel like at this point with the fame he has he could just go around the world just touring
1: just running around just himself go just, visit <laughs> go visit a local town and just run and just jog with people yeah. or whatever That'd like be cool. he could well, yeah. do you think that he should would do you wish he stayed in the sport of running i think also i'm happy that he left when he did cuz he got to yeah. go out on top
0: yeah it would make me really sad to see Usain Bolt losing to some scraps. Yeah. You know, like, I know the Kobe fans out there are going to hate me for this, but, like, old Kobe was kind of hard to see.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's better that he left and went to another sport. It's mm-hmm. so like, to your point, I think I'd rather see him flame out in soccer than in the sport that he's, like, a beast at. Yeah. Like, if we remember him as, like, losing to some, like, terrible, like... No, that's a good point. terrible runners, then...
0: And no, you're 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 right. And at least he kinda like hedged his bet. He went to the Australian Soccer League instead of going to like Spain, France, England, yeah. Germany, places that have like really hard, like high level competition. If I you know, I if if I can't match up against these guys, you know, he's a world class athlete still, so and even if he doesn't, it's Australia, so it's not like people are covering it like that. No no offense to Australia obviously, but it's like people don't cover their soccer league like that. So I feel like it is kind of low stakes, and he kind of knows that. I would just love to see him, like, go into other fields, maybe, and, like, I think... Business. Business, cooking, who would, uh, jogging. Like, I feel like if he could just say, I'll jog with you on your route, how much... I would pay a lot to try to jog with Usain Bolt. Yeah. I mean, not that he needs the money... Obviously, I think yeah. he's just doing it for this for his personal because he loves soccer. Like you're saying,
1: I think he's been playing it for a long time. He obviously doesn't need the money, but I think it'd be hard to scale that business. Just as someone with a startup, <laughs> I'm always thinking about the next step. And I think you know if he's running with everyone who give some money to run with him, it's just hard, you know, it's just hard to do that a lot. <laughs> he's only one man with he's two He's only eggs. one man, yeah. They might have to be some, like, you know, surrogates. Can we
0: get some fake Usain Bolt? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, We're just moderately fast guys. Yeah,
0: we will be hosting auditions for Do You Look Like Usain Bolt? Yeah. Uh, and run like him. So, yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, he's a great dancer. He could, like, be oh, one of they? those guys who, like, goes to, like, bar mitzvahs and, um, like, pumps up the <laughs> <Yeah>. crack. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That been... You know, so I feel like he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of options Usain, I, you know, we can't wait to have you on the show. Keep doing your thing. Hope you score a lot of goals out there in Australia for the Central Coast Mariners. And um, I do feel a little weird about Usain doing something that he might not be the very best in the world at. I, I might have to cop one of those Central Coast Mariners uh, jerseys if they're on sale because I got to support my man no matter what. big summer sport. Yeah. Uh, last episode, I just really mispronounced a tennis uh, athlete's name, and oh, I'm no. probably going to do the same thing again this episode. It's going <laughs> to be my new tradition. It's going to be one of my new vices. So, this I thought was really interesting. This was uh, during the U.S. Open, which just is wrapping up today, actually. Mm-hmm. And during the second round, Nick Kyrgios, who's one of my personal favorite Uh, Tennis player Probably is I mean he's definitely Up there Yeah I mean He's one of my favorite Tennis athletes Okay Uh, He's from Australia as well Shout out down under Yeah So he was really Not trying at all During his match Against And this is where I said I was gonna Really butcher This guy's uh, name Oh I thought That was Kyrgios No Kyrgios I did perfectly Okay This is uh, So he was having A match against Pierre Hugo. Herbert Nailed I think Killed it it. I
1: think that was right
0: (laughs) And they were matching up against each other. Nick Kyrgios was uh, definitely supposed to win. Mm. And uh, a couple years ago, I fell in love with Nick because he was losing to a guy during a tennis match. And then he walked up to him at the net, and he said, Hey, mate, that's why Cousin Zach has fucked a girl. (laughs) And like literally, whatever, about one of his friends uh, having intercourse with his opponents... Uh,
1: girlfriend. One of Kierkegaard's friends <laughs> or was, had, of Kierkegaard's had intercourse his friends. with his opponent's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And so, he said that – he lost to this guy and he said, my <laughs> mate had intercourse with your girlfriend. That is – that's freaking So that's,
0: up. that's when I first saw that. I was like, this dude plays tennis the right <laughs> way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Enough with these white pants and white shorts. I mean – yeah. Just with visors, <laughs> let's go on the deep cuts, let's trash talk. So this was when I really got on Team Kyrgios when he dropped the whole thing about his friend uh, banging the other guy's girlfriend <laughs> during the middle of the match. So now he was having a match against uh, uh, Pierre Huguay Herbert, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, Pierre, no, we'd love right. to have you come on the show and tell us how to actually pronounce your name. The guy was serving to Nick Kirgios and he was just not even swinging back at them. Like, he was just letting them go right by, like, a, a bunch of times in a row. He just wasn't trying, and he was definitely supposed to win. So, the guy was just serving, and he was just, like, standing there like a fucking, like, was mummy. He, was like, he,
1: like, rope
0: doping him? Like No, he was, like, pouting. He was pouting because he was just mad. Like, he's just one of these guys, the mental aspects of his game, he'll get, on, he'll get like, a little frustrated or whatever, and then he'll, whatever, cuss about somebody's girlfriend, start shit-talking or mm-hmm. whatever. So... He just basically was not trying. Then during one during the break, the umpire, the chair umpire, who's the guy who sits up in the middle and is like, Fult! Uh, he came down and talked to Nick and was like, hey man, you really need to start trying. Like, you can do better than this and you're really talented
1: and is I that... need you to start trying. Is that like normal umpire behavior like are they supposed to do that
0: no i don't think they're technically supposed to do that no it's the first time i've ever heard of that happen i don't think it's ever really happened before in recorded tennis history and nick actually came back and won the match
1: if i were that guy's opponent you i mean would be i'd be a, I'd, if i were pierre <laughs> i would be a little cheesed off about that because you know if this guy was just giving this throw in the match and then the ump the ref basically comes in and gives him a pep talk yeah. I'd be a little cheesed off
0: about that, and then I lost. <laughs> yeah, I kind of... I No, I agree with you. It's like, that's your chance to win on a big stage. Obviously, this guy was like the underdog. So yeah. he's like, look, I don't care if the guy's not trying. I don't care if he's drunk. I don't yeah. care if he, he has diarrhea. The flu, yeah. whatever. Like, this is my one chance to win in the U.S. Open. Like, I, I, I understand why you might be a little pissed off. So you, you think the ref – do you think the ref should lose his job for that? Like, do you think he went too far or what do you think they should do about that?
1: I don't know if – I – you know, I never want to say someone should lose their job, but I think he should get a little slap on the wrist. A Just some on the of maybe a sit-out a game. Maybe he's – you know, they give him a stern talking to.
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I under it's it's tough because you you want people to perform at their best, but at the same time, the ref is not technically supposed to be that involved with the game. In which, like, to the point where they like encourage one player to win or
1: you know beat the other player. Yeah, it's just be seemed, like that ball was out of bounds.
0: Yeah, this one hit the net. That's, yeah, that's it. That's kind of their job, right? Yeah. So a lot there was a lot of backlash of people like you, like you're saying, Jesse. There's a lot of backlash of people like yo, what the hell? That is not his job. Like, he's the umpire. He doesn't need to do this. Um, But some other, like, fellow umpires came out and were talking (coughs) about basically how this guy is, like, the best of the best. Hmm. Like, according to them, he's really the best umpire. Matts Willander, who actually won seven Grand Slam championships, and he says Muhammad keeps... His name was Muhammad Lehani. And he said, Muhammad keeps the match in life. Because he creates energy on and off the court, his abilities as chair umpire reflect his personality, he is a little bit extravagant. Yeah, he was silly, but I think we need more umpires like him who are involved to get other people involved. So, again, it sounds like a lot of people respect him, it sounds like people love him, but I still don't know, like, you, I don't know if the umpire's job is really to be giving guys pep talks.
1: Yeah. I mean it depends I guess it depends on what your view of the umpire's role is like if yeah. you think he should be out there bringing life to the game pumping people up then I guess he does he did a great job of that but I yeah. think of I think of that as just like you should you should just not even know that you shouldn't notice those like refs and umpires you shouldn't really notice them
0: Well like, it's you, you absolutely their job is to not be noticed and then when you think of jobs that are supposed to be like impartial right in life like you're supposed to be impartial and you're supposed to like make sure everybody has like a fair playing field
1: Yeah. Like
0: a police officer or like a teacher. Yeah. Or, right, or... I don't remember any of my teachers. You don't remember (laughs) remember any of my teachers? Or a doctor or something, right? You don't want to feel like a doctor, like, cares more about another patient than about you, right? Yeah. Or you don't want to feel like your teacher is, like, giving more, like, tips and hints to one of your classmates than you because you want to feel like you have an equal chance to succeed yeah but i've got a good idea i've got a really good idea actually for mo leani who's the guy i think he should be fired and i think he should never be allowed to come back and um uh being a chair umpire for tennis and i think nick Kyrgios should hire him as his coach yeah <laughs> how about Clearly, that that's a great idea like because look this is the first guy who's ever been able to get through to nick this man is, like, known to be the bad boy of tennis. Mm-hmm. He's gotten in fights with everybody. Everybody, like, hates his attitude. And, like, tennis is, like, a gentleman's game. And he's, like, a bad boy cussing at people and stuff. So he's, like, the reject of, of tennis that everybody hates. And this seems like the first guy who's actually been able to, like, get a lot out of him. Because then he came back and whooped on the dude, like, in one. He just came wow. back and dominated, like, as soon as he had this pep talk. And he was, like, no, I'm not feeling up to it or whatever. Like, he was kind of trying to brush the guy off. Yeah. But then he came back and just whooped on this dude.
1: I think that's a great. That would be a great career move for him. So maybe that's what he needs to do. Yeah, maybe that's what he
0: needs to do. I have to say, tennis. um, A lot of people think basketball is like the hardest to ref because every single uh, or or football could could be tied because like every single play they probably like grab each other or yeah whatever like hold each other, pull on each other. But tennis, I don't understand how the dudes see if the ball is in or out. Yeah. These guys
1: hit it like 130 miles an hour. Well, isn't it all like, isn't it all like computers now? Like, I feel like if you watch tennis on TV, Mm -hmm. they have like, they must have some sort of sensors up on the court where it's just like...
0: Well, it's computers if they
1: mess up, but... But he's got to call it right away.
0: He's got to put... Yeah, he has to call in or out, and then if the player wants to challenge, they can challenge.
1: Yeah. I think
0: that's, that would be super hard. It's crazy. It's crazy. Props to any tennis umpires out there because it seems like an extremely difficult job yeah. to have. I don't understand.
1: I have a question. Yeah. Uh, is there... So we got baseball and we got tennis. Are there any other sports where the ref is called an umpire?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Umpire. I wonder Swimming?
1: i didn't even know there was a uh, <laughs> an official
0: well i guess yeah of well, course was definitely because if you jump off the block too early you're out
1: yeah that's uh, an umpire i think yeah if swimming it seems like it'd make sense
0: if it was yeah. an umpire
1: swimming umpire uh but that's that's a great example of uh, someone who goes unnoticed because I, yeah. I didn't even know there was a swimming umpire
0: yeah that's a good question why are they an umpire and not a ref and that Brad? something for our
1: producer to, to get yeah.
0: That's a great, great segue, Jesse, because Serena, my girl, number one, holding it down on the Siblings Power Rankings Mm. of the I'm Open pod with her sister Venus, obviously. She just played earlier today. Unfortunately, she lost in the U.S. Open final. But she had a little issue with the umpire, Mm -hmm. and then she said, I'm going to have to speak with the referee, and then they brought out a referee. Okay, so there is a referee. So there is also a referee. Okay. And there is also an umpire. All right. Now, my question is, I guess the referee is above the umpire. Okay. It seemed like, because... So just for a little backstory, the umpire believed that Serena was talking to her coach on the sideline during the tennis match, which is not allowed. Um, You're only allowed to talk to your coach during the breaks. So he gave her a warning. Then later, she was frustrated that she had gotten the warning, and she smashed, and she broke her racket. So she got a second warning for breaking her racket. And then she went and started basically telling the umpire that he had disrespected her and that he had basically called her character into question by saying she was cheating you know she's saying i'm you know i'm serena williams i've been playing tennis for like 20 years and you should know that like i know how to play this game without cheating so she was really offended by that she was asking for an apology from him and she was calling him a thief because he stole the point from her which she felt was going to be hers then he gave her a third strike basically she lost the point she ended up losing the match because of that penalty. And then she said, I need to call and talk to the referee. The referee came out. I mean, so apparently the referee is above an umpire in tennis.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that seems like uh, if they have to call out the, the referee when something is in dispute with the ump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that. I guess that, that means the ref's on top. Because okay. like tennis, yeah. there's only
0: two players, but it sounds like there's already a
1: referee and an umpire. Yeah.
0: That's as many play. That's like a one to one ratio.
1: Yeah, I feel like tennis is one of the few like individual sports that's like on the on the main stage. It is on the main stage.
0: Yeah, largely thanks to Serena, and she had. A, and I'm curious to just hear what you think about this, Jesse, yeah. as a man, because Serena said, <laughs> "Serena said if I was a man, that would have been okay." What I said. Mm. So she called him a thief. This was part of her back and forth with the umpire. She called him a thief because st- she said you stole my point by giving a- that penalty to, you know, to yeah. me and then the point went to the other woman. And he said penalty on Serena for using foul language against me and calling me a thief. Hmm. And then she came back and she was like, look, you need to apologize to me because if I was a man who said this, you wouldn't bat an eye. You wouldn't have an issue with this. Well,
1: I gotta say, I mean, based just on the previous segment here, I think that's you know we we had Kyrgios acting like a real (laughs) asshole, and he got a pep talk from the ump and turned turned it around and won the game, and Serena was you know just you know just giving a little little attitude to the ump and Mm -hmm. it cost her the game. She lost the whole game. game. Yeah. So I think that's a clear, that's like a clear demonstration of the double standard like and it's not it's yeah. not a one-to-one comparison yeah, no, no. but i don't know i mean i think she might have a point i think she might too
0: because it seems like to based on what you're like based on i and i agree with you and based on what we just talked about it seems like serena was not being as rude or disrespectful as uh nick kyrgios was
1: yeah, kyrgios <laughs>
0: no you could but like she still got kind of more in trouble than him whereas he got like a little pat on the butt like hey buddy you can do it try your best yeah where she got the penalty so I can see why she'd be frustrated about that for sure. Um, yeah. And like you were just saying, Jesse, the job of the umpire is to not be seen, not be heard. Like you just keep the game in control, keep the game going, and like make sure the guys don't like fight and break the rules. Yeah, It seems like in this situation we where like, I'm sorry, people know we're biased towards Serena on this show, but Serena has a certain reputation for herself where I got to kind of give Serena the benefit of the doubt. I feel like she kind of knows the rules of tennis by
1: now. Yeah, I think she's got it.
0: So that, to me, is just kind of like, okay. And, and she actually told the guy, you will never you will never ref another tennis match again while I'm on the court. Good. That's, <laughs> honestly, I think that's great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> and he should know, like, Serena. Look, if it wasn't for Serena, w- women's tennis would not be on primetime. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not saying these women aren't super talented, but like Serena is the most talented, most accomplished women's tennis player of all She's time. She's the best. So like, watch, make make different enemies. I guess That would. I don't. Some <laughs> pe- though, you could also say now we know. Now we're talking about this guy. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know his name.
1: I mean, I don't know what you have to. What you, as an up, uh, what you stand to gain by being like a villain? Yeah. Have everyone, have everyone like know your name? Yeah. But maybe I don't know.
0: In the world of ums, it's definitely bad. In the world of beefs, it's good. Yeah. I feel like swing up. Yeah. You know, I just tried to yeah, start yeah. a beef with Lance Armstrong. I heard about that. Yeah. So I, I think it's still going well. It's still – hopefully the beef can still make, you know, happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's like I want to start a beef <laughs> – I want to start a beef with somebody who, like, is more recognizable than of myself. Yeah, 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 So then they're like, yo, who the hell is this dude beefing with Lance yeah.
1: Armstrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know? So if anybody out there knows Lance Armstrong, let them know we're let beefing. It, let them know
1: we're gonna beef.
0: Cheryl Crow, let her know the first cut is the deepest. The second cut is the realest, though, so that's different. And the third cut makes you know... Who you really are it's so true so you got to make it to that third cut and then the fourth cut honestly you don't feel shit
1: yeah so at that point it's all i mean you've been cut so many times <laughs> at
0: that point, it's all it's all. <laughs> yeah exactly like you're saying jess we shouldn't really be talking about this guy that's not yeah. his
1: job and isn't it like a thing where if the, the higher the stakes are in the game like if you're if you're refing nba finals you don't want to be like the deciding factor you know you, if oh, you definitely don't. Yeah. You, if you, you so if don't. it like a call yeah. is like on the edge, yeah, just don't you do just it because it. You, yeah. you don't want to be the story. Like we were saying, you don't want to yeah. be the story, especially if the game is like super high stakes. Yeah. So I think that he really screwed up, and I hope he gets fired, and I hope he comes on this podcast to explain himself.
0: Yeah, I would love to have you come on the podcast to explain yourself, sir. Uh, I just have to say, Serena's the person in tennis who like you just definitely don't want to beef with. He like she actually is probably has the power like she's not just talking shit like if she doesn't want him to ever like ref one of her matches again or whatever he might not ever have a job again yeah we may never see this man again (laughs) we may never see this man again Speaking of beefs, we always love beefs on the show. Yeah. If you guys fight, we will talk about it, so keep fighting. We will cover your (laughs) beefs. We will cover every beef you have. This one was really interesting, though, because it was a gentleman who was going against his own alma mater. His name is Braylon Edwards, and he played for the Cleveland Browns for a while, but he really had his greatest success when he was a University of Michigan Wolverine. Braylon isn't just a normal Michigan player, he actually is the all-time leading receiver, more yards than any other receiver in Michigan history. Wow. So, so he's a, a Michigan legend. legend, so it's not like he's just some random, it's not just like Ariana writing nasty profanity-filled tweets about Michigan.
1: Another, ni- Michigan,
0: Another legend. Michigan legend and Division
1: One athlete,
0: scholar-athlete, oh. student athlete, don't forget, the student comes first and they're student-athletes. I Eat. know
1: what sport Ariana played, but just for the audience in case they don't know. Yeah, Ariana, who's been on the pod, Division
0: One, I should have I should have <laughs> said her resume as a Division One athlete, but she was a crew she wrote crew for the university of michigan as well luckily crew isn't really ohio state's sport because we you know (laughs) yeah yeah,
1: (laughs) so it was a good good
0: choice braylon so he was watching the michigan game on tv as a fan but he still works for the big 10 network which Mm -hmm. covers uh big 10 sports of all big 10 schools of which michigan is a part of that conference so he said in his tweet ruiz is weak line is weak shay is scared Fucking Michigan offense is so predictable, Michigan football is sadly one thing, dot, 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 trash. Damn. Now, he admitted. He admitted later on. Yeah, you're right. I went a little hard. I was excessive. I was emotional. And I was inebriated. So, <laughs> <laughs> So he admitted Yeah. Um, to those things. Do you think he was out of line, Jesse? Do you think he should be suspended from the no. Big Ten Network for speaking about up?
1: No, who, who among us hasn't sent a nasty tweet about our alum, about our uh, alma mater when we were d- drunk on a, a Saturday night? You know, I think that's fine. And I, I mean, I guess who funds the... Is it like... The Big Ten Network, is that like funded by the schools in the Big Ten? Um,
0: I think the conference... Ac- or the, does, I think the Big Ten Conference partially like, does own that. Like
1: network. if I worked for a company and then I started like tweeting shitty things about the company, I would expect some repercussions... So, I mean, yeah. I, that would make sense. But I think, you know, like, especially for sports, like, if someone plays a terrible game, you can just call them out on it. Even if yeah. you, you know, went to that school or you're a legend at that school, like, you can,
0: now, you have can call you, it like it is. Yeah, have you sent out any nasty tweets about the AU Eagles recently that I should be aware of before I release this <laughs> podcast
1: to the public? Um, no, but, you know, I have, a, I have a lengthy Twitter draft section that, um, uh. you know... Well, the thing is, the AU is uh, not known for their sports. My my freshman year, they were in the the NCAA tournament, but um, that's like the only time they've ever been in the tournament. So yeah, you know it's I hard have... to get worked up about a, a school that you know isn't, isn't yeah. really good at sports.
0: Yeah, you know, I actually did used to. I don't know if you knew this. I used to attend the AU basketball camp in the summer, which their oh. coach of the AU basketball team like put on in the summer. Um, Unfortunately, he didn't offer me a scholarship Okay, weird to play for a U. I thought it was that's a strange. little weird. He must have not been paying attention.
1: He deserves a tweet. <laughs> he he deserves, deserves an angry tweet. Jeff
0: Jones basketball <laughs> camp, actually. Uh,
1: Maybe that's why we weren't in the tournament more years than we were.
0: Yeah, I just feel like you missed your chance, Coach Jones. You could have had a, le- a, a campus legend, and we could have knocked off. It actually did, and there were 15. They were like a 15 seed, and they almost beat somebody or 16 seed. So. Um, but yeah, um, I... I feel like this is normal as a fan to do. Like, I, I have stuff, you know, all the time that I, I say mean things about the teams I like. The mm-hmm. Wizards, the Giants, like, the Ohio State. Like, if they're not doing well, I'm a fan and I expect the best from my team. So I can understand that. But at the same time, he is employed by the Big Ten Network. So, sometime, I mean, I just feel like you have to know in the modern age, modern age of social media... Anything you say, like, it's not, like, it's just, like, your friends who see it. Yeah. Everybody sees It's published. It's, like, published. So, it's not just private for you to just make that comment. And I don't know if he should have just... I feel like it's just, like, think before you click send. That's the new think, think before you speak or whatever. What, was so, bad, what was so
1: bad about what he said, though? I mean, it was pretty harsh, but... Yeah. I feel like do you remember the there's like a there was like a radio station in DC that was like owned by the Redskins,
0: uh-huh.
1: and I feel like they would have what was it like ESPN 90? yeah
0: yeah yeah nine ninety or yeah something like that. Yeah, but they, yeah. I feel like they Sports would talk nine
1: eighty. I think yeah. talk shit about the Redskins every once in a while, even though Dan Snyder was like cutting their checks. Like I, yeah, I, I mean maybe not something as harsh as what as what he tweeted, but yeah.
0: No, I think you're right. Um... As being a sports fan, like, you want the best for your team. So if your team loses, you're yeah. not just going to say, yeah, good job, because that's not what you expect. You expect the best out of your team. Yeah. So I can understand why you'd be frustrated. But you're getting paid to talk about your team. Like, you're not just talking about your team being inebriated, whatever. Like, And that's where, at this point, in social media, the modern age where we are right now, your private opinions become, like, part of your resume or whatever right and that's sure. what it's like everything everything is meshing into one it's harder and harder to like make like this is my business life this is my private life yeah and i th- i don't know i think the things about calling the guys out uh ruiz and shay that seems like these guys are like 20 years old yeah
1: that's the other thing is if college kids like calling about individually <laughs> that's a little tough you know, they're not getting paid. Yeah. They're just, they're just trying I'd their look, best. Some
0: of them are getting paid. Yeah.
1: But not but all of them are getting paid. supposed to.
0: <laughs> no, you're right, though. Like, I I, I think with these – with these people are so hard on college athletes a lot of times more than on professional athletes because they're so passionate about it. <laughs> but we have to remember, like, these guys are 19, 20, 21 years old. Yeah. Like, we were all making a lot of mistakes at our – whatever we were doing in our lives at that time. And then if you're on a national stage, you're on NBC, ABC, ESPN Live, like in front of the whole country and you're 20 years old. Like, yeah, these guys get a lot of glory and they get a lot of, like, notoriety. But like you're saying, they're not really getting paid for this. They have to also hypothetically go to class and, like, write
1: papers and stuff. And they're young kids. Like, Yeah. That's a good point. I think I might flip-flop because <laughs> imagining as a as a college student... You know, I didn't play a sport, but imagining yeah. that I did and having like a grown man just like shit talk me on Twitter yeah. after a bad game, that's kind of, yeah, I don't know if that's cool. That is just got to be so devastating.
0: Yeah, because cause he's a legend at their school. Yeah, he's a legend at your school. And you got to think, they're trying their best. Yeah. They're playing against Notre Dame, who Notre Dame is really good. And they probably look up to this dude a lot. Like he was in the NFL for a long time. He's one of the best like college players of the last generation, like, of any school. And definitely one of the best players Michigan's ever had. That's just just a legend trashing you? Like, yeah. how do you recover from that? Yeah. That's hard. That's tough. That's really hard. But you got to shout out, hey, it's a f- freedom of speech, baby. <laughs> Amendment number one. Yep, the first one. It's the very first one they made. So, for a reason. Yeah. So uh, that includes Twitter, I guess, for yeah. now. Hoping to see you back on the air, Braylon. Yeah. And we'd love to have you on the pod, obviously, uh, so you can, you can discuss this. And, um, you know, I'm happy to, to, to... I mean, Michigan is trash. He's right. But it's yeah. just weird for us, uh, for him to say that, like, yeah. him to have to say that, right? If he wants to beef with us just because I agree with him that Michigan is trash, that's fine. If he wants to join with me and beef against Michigan, that's also fine. Either like, way. Like, I'm willing to hop in any side <laughs> on this beef triangle. You're just looking
1: for someone to engage in a beef. I'm just
0: looking for the beef. <laughs> Wherever I can find it, I'll take it, okay? Yeah. Where's the beef? Preferably grass-fed and, um,
1: you know, free-range. Yeah, free-range.
0: A lot of beef's going on around Jesse, and it makes me sad because when you're a teammate or you're, you know, representing the same team, representing the same colors or school, whatever... You want to like band together and
1: not have people bond together or band together? Either one works. They're both real. Yeah, they're right? both, the, those can both be used.
0: Yeah. So you want to do both of those things. <laughs> yeah. With the people who are on your same side, right? Yeah. And I'm... we've had another sad situation of this going on uh, actually with the Seattle Mariners. Okay. So one of their players, D. Gordon, mm-hmm. he asked the media to please step outside of the locker room. This was, uh, after a game in which they actually won, which huh. is you know that was good. So it was good like, news for them. Usually teams don't fight after they win. They're playing against the Orioles. They okay. won, um, and then after the game, the uh, D Gordon, who's one of the best players, said, "Would you guys please mind leaving the locker room?" And then to the he, media, the media left the locker room, and the players started uh, to brawl amongst each other physically and to physically fight each other. Wow. Now the main brawl reportedly was between John Segura and D. Gordon. And people think it was maybe because D. Gordon, who's actually the guy who asked the to leave, uh, asked the I'm sorry, the media members to leave, because he uh, dropped a fly ball during the game that he could have caught, but they still won the game, so it doesn't really seem like that would be like because Gordon dropped, a, Gordon dropped the it, fly ball. So some people think that that's why Segura like, wanted to fight him. But, all right. So I've got a couple questions from you. And I think this is this is especially pertinent because we have been – we are teammates, yeah, you and I. We are. So we know what this is like. We've been through the thick and thin yeah. as teammates, ups, downs, you know, boos, wins, losses, everything, yeah. right? First of all. Is it cool to in your opinion is it cool to call your teammate out after a win?
1: Uh no I don't I don't think it's cool like I don't know. I think I don't think it's ever cool to call your teammate out. I think you always want to be supportive and if there's something that really bugs you, yeah. Uh you know, you can you can do the, um, the the criticism sandwich or whatever it's called, like something positive. Oh yeah. And then something that that was bugging you, be like, Hey, you know, this this maybe this could have been different. Uh-huh. And then another compliment right on like you just I think you want to avoid conflict with your with your teammates so you think to you set should... you up for success.
0: Okay. So maybe he could have gone more like He could have taken nice more. socks. Yes. By the way you missed the pop fly. Yep. But anyway, good hit.
1: Yeah. Good hit, nice socks. <laughs> Haircut looks good but you missed and you missed and don't <laughs> ever do that again uh, but then I think they could have avoided a, a physical altercation yeah. and who knows what, well, this, now, what, my what the implications qu- are for the rest yeah. of their season
0: I guess that, that answers my second question which was going to be do you think it's ever okay to punch your teammate so which makes it seem like the answer would be no based on the answer to your first question <laughs>
1: yeah um, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I don't think that's, uh, I've never, you know, I've never even thought about punching you, David. And you haven't? No, and I, I don't think I ever, I don't think that'll change.
0: Good. I've thought about punching you, uh, okay. you know, a, a couple times, that's but I of- haven't acted on it. Yeah. And I think that's the more important thing. Right. We all have urges. And... <laughs> we all have different <laughs> urges. I think, here, so here's one, one reason I will defend, uh, John Segura for, for punching D. Gordon. And it, look, I, and let's, let's be honest, I don't know who punched first.
1: Yeah, I don't we know in, who the media wasn't in there.
0: Maybe he said, how come he didn't catch it? And maybe D. Gordon punched him for calling him out.
1: Who yeah. knows? Catch, maybe he said, catch this. Catch this? Ooh, that yeah. is probably That's what he said. Maybe
0: what he said. Catch this, but with your mouth, yeah, not your glove. Yeah. And then he punched him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I That'd hope be, he did. Yeah, we'll never know. These things will probably be revealed. A and tell-all memoir. They'll do a tell-all. <laughs> they'll all sit down on The View with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. And they'll all share like what really went, went down behind this and I'm just gonna defend the one thing you can't just assume just because you won you did everything perfect Mm. so like when we perform together you can't just assume like because we have a good show everything was perfect about the show yeah right like still like I probably did some shit that I shouldn't have done maybe there was stuff I could learn from so I think it is good to like always be sort of competitive and not I don't think it's good to be competitive with your teammates but just competitive like with yourself in a sense like you know what I'm saying just like, I can be better than I was this time or last time, and I always want to, like, try to find that next year that I have that can meet, make me even better. Yeah, for sure. So I do respect that, like, if you, if because it's like, you don't want to rest on your laurel, laurels. Ooh, that's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> Blah! Laurels. <laughs> laurels. It's like, it's like that soundbite, uh, meme that got famous. You know the Laurel thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, Yeah. yeah. Yanni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laurels. Yeah. Laurels.
0: Uh, yeah, so, it's, look, you don't want to rest on your yanny, right? <laughs> that, sounds, that now sounds like a little, like I crossed the line. But, you don't want to, you don't want to just sit back and assume, like, we're as good as we're going to be, and this is great, and I'm glad we won. Yeah. At the same time, though, like you're saying, find a way to, like, constructively criticize your teammate with, like, and find a way where you don't have to punch each other. Yeah.
1: Or, like, physically, you know, attack or confront each other. That seems like it's a little too far. And I think counterproductive. I think punching is a last resort, you know. I don't think that's going to do anyone any good.
0: Yeah. So they did ask Robinson Cano, who's one of the best, uh, who's probably the best and most accomplished player on the team, um, about the fight, and he just said, what happens in here stays in here. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like what do you think? You think you think they should like be? Do you think one of these guys should come out and like tell their side of the story, or do you think it's better to just keep it under wraps and just let us make up these crazy hot take theories about what actually is going on?
1: Yeah, I actually I respect that because I think you know Robinson Cano 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 Yeah, he you know I think that's a that's a good veteran move because it's it's happened it's in the past and at yeah. this point the best thing they can do is just contain it and say we've moved past it tensions were high these guys you know d- they love the game. And they mm-hmm. just want to win. And they got a little heated. Yeah. But there's no... I mean, it doesn't help them to, to just, like, you know, talk about it in public. Mm. Just mm-hmm. keep it in the team and, and just move past it. Yeah. And just don't... Try not to punch each other going forward. Yeah.
0: I do have to say, I love Robinson Canal. Shout out to San Pedro de Macoris. That's exactly. where he's from. Yep. And the Dominican Republic. Uh-huh. They have the highest. Quick sidebar for y'all who need a little Google and Wikipedia free time. Yep. This is real... San Pedro de Macoris, they have the highest per capita baseball players in the world of any city. Mm. Like they have like dozens of baseball players who come from this one city in the Dominican Republic. It's crazy. Why does that happen? They, I mean they just love their baseball down there. And this one city just happens to be just like a just powerhouse Cranking by, like them all out. these dudes. Like this one city could probably put together a team that could beat a lot of pro teams like just based on people from their city. Like it's pretty crazy. That's pretty cool um anyway yeah look it up it's cool cool sidebar we'll do a little feature on them later on but here's the one thing i'll say like now we're here gossiping right this this podcast isn't for news it's it's for like fun right Mm -hmm. so like i'm just thinking what if it was like a fight about you know what if d gordon borrowed john segura's car and like scraped it up what if he uh smooched his lady Mm. Like we talked about like before with, with Kyrgios. Kyrgios. What if he uh, pranked him and maybe put, like, shaving cream in his shoes? R- now R- I'm just making up stories of well, things that could happen. Wouldn't it just be easier if he just told us what happened? Or do you think, you know, the truth is actually worse than all these, like, rumors I'm making up?
1: Well, that brings me back to a uh, an event in Washington Wizards history where Gilbert Arenas took a shit in um, someone's shoe. Who was it? Did he <laughs> that- shit in someone's shoe? And then, like... Do you know what I'm talking about? Are
0: you about? talking about when they brought guns into the locker yeah, room?
1: Yeah, and then there was a gun in the locker room. <laughs> like, who,
0: did, who shoe did he shoot <laughs> So, he got into the fight with Javaris Crittenden. Okay. I forgot about the shoe thing. Maybe but, I'm making that up. I mean... Basically, if I remember that correctly, Gilbert is like a huge jokester. He's a big prankster. He's yeah. actually got his own. Maybe it was shaving cream in this. Sh- Maybe it was shaving Maybe cream. Maybe it was shaving cream. Maybe it was something else. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, if y'all don't already, go follow my man Gil, No Chill Gil. He's so funny on Instagram. And he also has his own podcast. Shout out. We'd oh. love to team up someday on the podcast. He's actually doing very well with his podcast. Okay. He is known to just be like a total prankster. Yeah. And. Jokester, Like, mm-hmm. that is him. Like, that's his... to the core. And Javara Scranton, at the time, was, like, people kind of knew he was, like, a little bit of, like, a loose cannon. Like, mm. he wasn't really emotionally stable. Yeah. Um, I actually think he murdered somebody or, like, oh. did some something, like, more violent, like, recently, I think. I'm pretty sure he's locked up. Oh. So, like... <laughs> He really
1: had a lot of shit going yeah, yeah, on inside yeah. his head, and Gilbert... Gilbert did, didn't knew. respect that, and he was poking Oh, he that. knew?
0: He just didn't yeah. respect that. He was like, oh, yeah, Javaris. <laughs> like, So I think that was a situation where Gilbert was like, I'm going to fuck with this dude. Yeah. I'm going to fuck with this dude, and the guy was
1: eventually like, I and don't like this. And d- he's the one who brought the gun into the locker room.
0: Well, Gilbert
1: brought it as well. Oh, okay.
0: Just because he was like, don't play games, but he... <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I don't know what point I, I was trying to make, but I think... I enjoy knowing the backstory of that. I don't remember yeah. exactly what what happened in the shoe, but yeah, um, it's better well, than just thinking like these two guys on on my favorite team brought guns into the locker room. But it's it, I think it like it, it like makes it a little better to know that they were just pranking each other. Well, one yeah, guys, well, one guy was serious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one guy was serious, but Gilbert is just a prankster, and uh, you know it all started in good fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any point but
0: no I think you're. I, like, that's, I'm into what I was saying I think sometimes it's better to know like now like I could think anything I could think that D Gordon murdered John Segura's pet parakeet yeah and nobody's gonna be able to prove me wrong because it's all a secret because everything stays in house so for now I'm just gonna assume that this parakeet's dead this parakeet is R.I.P. Pete the parakeet
1: um, yeah <laughs> dang that's a good point I would like to know I think it's sunlight is the best disinfectant Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe we should... Bring it out. Maybe we should bring it out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for coming here on the Imelton Pod. Is there anything you'd like to say to our fans before uh, you sign off?
1: Uh, I just want to say you guys are... You're the craziest. You're the best fan base I've ever heard of, and uh, that's true.
0: That's absolutely right. And
1: I feel I feel a, like a camaraderie with you guys because I'm such a I'm such a fan of this podcast, and I love I love when the memes come out on the Instagram page, and I see you guys liking them, and oh, it just feels like such a great community, and it's an honor to be on this podcast.
0: Well, it's an honor to have you on the podcast, uh, Jesse. You know, he's a listener, and now he's also a guest on the podcast. This could be you. This could so be keep, you. Keep supporting. Keep uh, engaging with us. I'm open underscore pod on Instagram. Jesse, thanks again so much, and we look forward to having you back on the pod again sometime soon.
1: Thank you. That would be an honor. It's been so much fun.
0: Thanks, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you. Of course, I'm Open Family. We cannot say goodbye without naming our mask off performer, of the week. You already know this segment is a shout out to the one and only future.
2: Mask on, fuck it, mask on, mask, mask on. Dog, fuck it, mask on
0: mask- this week, our mask off performer is Richie Incognito. Now, yes, that is his real name. For those of y'all who haven't heard of Richie before, that is not a stage name. His real name is Richie Incognito. And unfortunately, we're giving the Mask Off uh, Award for a sort of bad reason this week. And that's because Richie has been anything but incognito over the past several months and we really wish he just would be a little bit more incognito so we didn't have to worry about him and we didn't have to talk about him but here we are now Richie first came onto the scene um, a couple years ago in 2014 when he was suspended he's the first NFL player who has been suspended and missed time playing games specifically for bullying and hazing there was a very in-depth report on his team the Miami Dolphins at the time And he was eventually suspended for being the ringleader of this bullying, including improper physical touching, racial slurs, homophobic slurs, the whole nine yards. It wasn't nice. The point is he wasn't being very nice. So he actually had to miss a whole season due to the damage he did on his team, the Miami Dolphins, um, and his teammates through through these really despicable acts of, of bullying. So he's already known to be a bully then just this last season he was brought back to the buffalo bills he finished with the bills and about a week after they released him from the team at the beginning of the summer richie got into an some sort of an altercation at the at a lifetime gym in south florida and he had to be removed they had to call the police to remove him from the gym in florida now the full details of this story haven't fully come out but he was put in psychiatric hold after this incident and it seems like things escalated very quickly but he had, he didn't stop there then he decided that even though he had announced his retirement for the NFL he actually wanted to come back. He stated that despite his run-in at the Lifetime Gym, some teams were still interested in having him come and join them for the season. He actually named the Minnesota Vikings as one of the teams that was interested in signing him. Well, when asked about it, the head coach of the Vikings, Mike Zimmer, said, no interest and totally false. Tweet that. So, he was very firm. We're not going to sign this guy. He's kind of got a bad reputation around the league um, for his personality. (laughs) So not a good idea. So he straight up said, we're not interested at all. And he had a series of very... He, by he, I mean Richie Incognito, had a very angry series of tweets that he responded with. And the crescendo of that was calling the coach, Mike Zimmer, a fucking liar through Twitter. So obviously... Uh, I don't really think any other coaches at that point were really interested in bringing in a player who might call them a fucking liar. So that didn't really do anything to endear himself to the NFL family. So he actually said, though, at that point that he was considering a new career and he was considering a shift in his focus. Now that he's left the NFL, he was actually considering a turn into politics. Yeah, that's right, politics, because this is now the bully age of politics in America, so he thinks it's perfect. This is an exact quote from Richie Incognito, a man who just tweeted calling another grown man who could have been his boss a fucking liar, and a man who's been suspended and lost his job for a year for bullying. He said, I see myself as a public servant now that I'm done playing. I love it. I want to be a politician. When asked why he got into politics, he said it was actually Donald Trump they got him into politics and he was a really early supporter of donald trump now to me this is just really confusing saying donald trump got you into politics is like saying anthrax got you into stamp collecting okay it had me running the absolute other direction okay that's a little freaky to me but look i guess at the end of the day it makes sense that somebody who is known to bully improperly touch racial slurs homophobic slurs of course he loves donald trump and he feels like he can identify with him i guess to his company or whatever the hell they say but really does not make me excited for whatever county or whatever district richie incognito thinks he's going to want to represent it makes me very fearful for those people and those citizens and I hope they remember his background and the way he treats other people because that's that's pretty important to me the way you treat other people but now it hasn't stopped because just this past week he threatened to shoot the staff at an Arizona funeral home in the aftermath of his father's death now I understand the passing of a parent is an extremely emotional and troubling time for anyone I totally understand that but He was threatening to shoot people who were working at the funeral home. I assumed that they were there to help him. And I know, I'm sure he's been very emotional, but this guy seems like he's off the chain. He actually had had to call the police to remove him and leave the funeral home in handcuffs. So in the past several months, this man has called his potential boss a fucking liar he's been removed from a funeral home by force he's been removed from a lifetime gym by force and he ladies and gentlemen wants to represent you in office this just shows this whole string shows what we basically already knew about richie incognito he hasn't just doubled down he's tripled down quadrupled down and so on and so forth okay every time he says he's turning a corner every time he's saying now he's a public servant he does some other crazy shit so this is why he's our mask off performer of the week richie honestly i know this is the mask off segment but i hope you go ahead and put that mask back on be incognito and don't make any of us hear from you or see you again because i'm tired of it bullying fighting people and causing problems it seems like wherever he goes please ladies and gentlemen whenever And wherever this man runs for office, do your civic duty and make sure that Richie Incognito does not represent any American citizens in our government. Because that to me sounds like it would be a bad idea. Thanks again to the I'm Open family for joining us today. We hope y'all had as much fun as we did. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your friends to listen to the show, and check out our Instagram, I'm Open underscore pod. Everybody, have a great night, and uh, don't forget to stay open, okay?